when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it as it was written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written about him and that they had done these things to him. Therefore, the people who were with him when, they, when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and released him from the dead bore witness. For this reason, the people also met him because they heard that he had done the sign. The Pharisees, therefore, said among themselves, You see that you are accomplishing nothing. Look, the whole world has gone after him. We'll stop reading right there. We thank God for the reading of this word. Uh, we thank God for the, uh, the blessing of the reading and the hearing of his word as he sanctifies his word in our hearts uh, for our benefit and for the advancement of his kingdom. Amen. Minister Small will lead us in a song at this point. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. We thank you. We praise God for the opportunity to give you the word by your preach and by your song. Amen. Praise the Lord. Your only son, no sin to hide. And yet you sent him from your side to walk upon this guilty side and to become the land. Oh, wash me. 
presence of the Lord is in this place. Yes. There's no one like our Christ, our Lord, our Savior, who gave his life on the cross so that you and I could be saved. Amen. Amen. And we can live in a time like this with confidence that we're in his will and that he is overshadowing and overlooking us and he is protecting us. Thank you, Minister Smalls, for leading us in worship. As we go further in worship, uh, I do want to assure you that <coughs> even though we are broadcasting from the sanctuary, we are observing what we've been asked to do by the governor of this state and even our president as we practice social distancing. Uh, there are only a few of us in the sanctuary if you want to flip the camera around and let people see that there's just a few of us here this morning, and we are well separated. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. I think in these times, it's important for the church to see this, because we are, and of course, uh, we, we are free moral agents, and we can believe what we want to believe and practice what we want to practice. And there are churches that are still gathering in large numbers, which I believe, and, and the evidence has shown that that is not wisdom. Uh, as shepherds of the flock, it's part of our responsibility to make sure that the flock is protected. And in these times, as we know that this, is, this virus is not a direct attack against Christianity or against the church, this virus has attacked believers and non-believers. Christians and Muslims, Christians and Buddhists, Christians and Hindus. I mean, it is no respect of persons, the rich and the poor. So we can't see this as an attack against the church. And I'm reiterating this because of a couple of conversations that I've had uh, over the last two days and just really amazed and baffled by people that I think should know better, but who still believe that we should be hugging each other, shaking hands, uh, forgetting about social distancing, disregarding the dangers of the coronavirus. Now, I just want to reiterate this this morning, and I can't convince you if you're not convinced. I just pray that the Lord will protect you as you walk in foolishness and not in wisdom, because what you're doing is really walking in foolishness. Uh, you're really walking in foolishness. And uh, you don't have to agree with me. You probably don't if you're already duped. But that's okay. I just needed to say that this morning. Um, and my prayer is that, that we will come to the knowledge of the truth uh, and that we would pay attention to what has been asked us to pay attention to. So I wanted you to see that even though we're in the sanctuary this morning, uh, there are only a few of us here. Uh, I believe it's important for us to broadcast from the sanctuary. I could do it from home, and I'm not condemning people who do it from home. That's fine. But for us, I felt it important that we broadcast from the sanctuary. And, and it feels good to be in the sanctuary. Amen. This is a foretaste of glory divine. I can't wait until we all get together again. Oh, what a time it's going to be. So tabernacle of praise, whether you're here in the United States or in some part of Africa or Dominican Republic and you're listening to this broadcast, when we get together, what a time it's going to be. What a time. This morning, I, I, 
I want to speak to you from this chapter of, of John, and I want to give a disclaimer this morning uh, as I speak. Um, I don't know how this message is going to come out. <laughs> That's when I came with a whole lot of confidence in the message. Uh, and, and, and I still have confidence in God because when God speaks, uh, God speaks. Yeah. And that's what we really want. We want to hear God. So you didn't come to hear me. You came to hear what God had to say. Um, so I, I wrestled with this message this morning, yesterday, this morning, day before yesterday. And, and this is what I ended up with. And I'm going to share with you. And as I, as I share with you this morning, I believe that God is yet speaking and will speak as I go through this chapter. Because, you know, I don't want to chase rabbits. I know better than that. But as I preach this morning, uh, I'm literally preaching the entire chapter of, of John chapter 12. So bear with me, and it will not be a two-hour message, praise <laughs> the Lord. Amen. So I want to pick up from where I left off at in the reading, and pick up at verse number 20, which says, Now there were certain Greeks among them who came up to worship at the feast. Then they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and asked him, saying, Sir, we wish to, to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew, and in turn, Andrew and Philip told Jesus. But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servants will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. I want to talk about... When Jesus speaks, divine signals, divine signals. Of course, that's two different things, but I started out with when Jesus speaks. Well, I actually started out with divine signals and went into when Jesus speaks. So we're going to look at this chapter, and the Lord is leading us to deal with divine signals and him speaking to us in this season that we're living in. So Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to stand in your sanctuary, to stand in this holy place, to proclaim your word. Lord, speak to me that I may communicate what you want communicated yes. at this time to your people. Yes, God. Are you all my faculties? Are you all my mind? Are you all my thoughts? Are you all my knowledge? I yield my tongue. You're my body. Use me for your glory. Yes, Speak to me. Speak through me. That your people might be blessed and that your kingdom might be glorified. Yes, it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Divine signals. Divine signals. So, you know, as we begin uh, this message, um, there are signals all around us, and there are signals that, is, that have been happening. Uh, it's, it's just, uh, the thing about it is, are we seeing 
the signals? Are we hearing the signals? Um, you know, it's been said that there were, there were warning signs about this coronavirus well before anything was ever done about it. Way last year, uh, two top uh, officials in the administration had concerns about a global pandemic. There were warning signs, and, and the Lord has been giving us warning signs. He's been giving us signals. Um, many times people miss the signals. They miss the signals. And, and as I was reading through this chapter, and reading some background information, I began to see signals uh, as I was reading. And, and, I, and I saw how easy it is to miss signals. As you read through this chapter, uh, without some background information, uh, you will miss some of the signals that were going on in this chapter. Of course, of course, this is, this is getting closer to the time of Jesus' crucifixion. He's on his way uh, to the cross. So definitely there are signals, there are things that he says, there, there are things that happens that signal what is to happen as he goes forward. And as I, as I read that and meditated on that, the Lord began to impress in my heart the importance of paying attention to the signals. Paying attention to every shift, to every turn. Paying attention, attention to the signals. When, when the Lord gave me the theme, shift for maximum impact, that was a signal right there for our congregation, for our church, that in the season, there was going to be some shifting yep. to take place. Yep. We didn't know exactly what was going to happen. Of course, we didn't see, and I didn't, was never thinking of, a global pandemic. But I knew that God was about to do something yeah. to shift us out of the norm. Uh, because God operates out of the norm. Right. When his people get comfortable uh, in doing what we do, God will do things to shake us up. Mm -hmm. God will do things to shift us to, to, because it's so easy for us to get in a rut. It's so easy for us to get comfortable doing what we know to do. And I just want to say that, that part of the problem with people having an issue with not gathering as a congregation in the sanctuary is that they only see church as being gathered in a sanctuary. They see the building as the church. And when you don't gather in the building, they see seeing themselves as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God wants the world to know that wherever we are, wherever we go, whatever we say, whatever we do, we are the church. And we have a mandate in this world to glorify him. And if we glorify God, God will honor us. Yeah. Hallelujah. We're not looking for the honor. It's just a promise right. of the scripture. So, so the Lord, the Lord is shifting us. The Lord, and he, he was giving signals, and he constantly gives signals uh, to his people if we pay attention, if we pay attention to him. So there was a lot going on in this chapter. All right. <clears throat> this chapter opens, and just walk with me through the chapter, if you Amen. will. Uh, it opens by saying, then, six days before the Passover, chapter 12, verse 1, then, 
six days before there's a shift in the scripture when thin comes in. But it points out six days before the Passover. When, I, when you read the word Passover, if you, if you know Jewish history, Hebrew history, Passover immediately takes our minds back to the night before God's miraculous deliverance mm -hmm. of the Hebrew people from slavery in Egypt. When that night, after all of the plagues that had come, come upon Pharaoh in Egypt, as he had sent Moses to tell Pharaoh to let his people go, the last plague that was to come was the death of the firstborn of every household in Egypt. The deathborn of every Egyptian household. Every, that meant the firstborn of every animal. The firstborn, not just the children, but of the animals, of everything in the household. But he told Moses mm -hmm. to tell the, the Hebrew people to take a lamb. Mm -hmm. To kill the lamb. Mm -hmm. To take the blood and put it over, paint it over the doorpost of the houses. Yes. Yes. So that that night, when the death angel passed through, he would pass over yes. every house where the blood had been painted. Hallelujah. That in itself is a powerful message in these times that we're living in. Yep. Hallelujah. Make sure you're covered yes. under the blood of Jesus. Amen. Because Jesus is the pastoral lamb. Amen. Jesus is the sacrificial lamb. Hallelujah. Jesus is the lamb of God. As Minister Smalls just finished singing, the lamb of God yes, who takes away yes, the sins of the world. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So when I see Passover, I read that immediately took my mind back to that night when the death angel passed over every house. Now, 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 now I know some of you will say that, well, there are some Christians who died. Hallelujah. I'm going to get to that point in the message in just a few moments. Amen. So I won't deal with that right now, but just stay with me, glory to God, because in everything that happens in this world, it does not mean that Christians will not suffer. Right. It does not mean right. that Christians will not die. We are in this world, glory to God. There are times when God will choose to protect his people yeah. and not let any harm come near them. Amen? That's the reason that every one of you that are going out and you're quoting the scriptures, yes, we should quote the scriptures and we should believe the scriptures but there are times that God will allow certain things to happen in your life regardless of what you confess with your mouth for his glory and for our good yeah. and we have, to be, we have to understand that Yeah. we have to understand that Amen. Quote the scriptures, believe the scriptures, embrace the scriptures yeah. but that does not take away the fact that sometimes Christians are going to die. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Christians are going to suffer. Yeah. Sometimes Christians are going to have difficult times. Amen? So, we see the Passover. We see the Passover. And it's significant to note that Jesus timed his interest into Jerusalem uh -huh. six days before the celebration of Passover. Amen? If it's six days before, then on the seventh day, the celebration of Passover will take place. On the day before the celebration, the Passover lamb had to be killed. Yeah. Glory to God. So John here is giving us a signal, glory to God, that something significant in the plan and the purposes of God for salvation is about to happen very shortly. My goodness. Hallelujah. Six days. Six days before 
the Passover. So on that sixth day, glory to God, on that day before the Passover, the Paschal Lamb had to be killed. Another symbol in this passage is that Jesus went to Bethany, glory to God, where Lazarus, right. the man who had been dead three days, Glory to God. Thank you for saying three days. I wanted to say that last week. I got excited and I said, shot fire! And I realized there were only a few people in the sanctuary. But glory to God, on Facebook people were writing fire! Glory to God. Hallelujah! Amen! Amen. So, so three days, three days, Lazarus had been dead three days. And Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. So he was going to Bethany what this Lazarus lived. Out of all of the miracles that Jesus had performed, raising Lazarus from the dead after three days, somebody shout three days. Three days. Amen. Was indeed the most notable miracle that he had performed. Mm. Amen. And, and it was one that raised greater concern uh, among the chief priests who were basically Sadducees. You see, the Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection of the dead. Right. right. Yeah, they, they didn't believe in that. Amen. This miracle then pointed to the fact that Jesus actually had power over death. Mm. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. And more so that he was that he was who he claimed to be. That's right. That he was the Christ, that he was the Messiah, that he was the anointed one, that he was the one sent from God, glory to God, to bring salvation to the world. And that he was God. Yes. Because Jesus said, my father and I are one. Mm -hmm. My father, you see me, you see my father also. Yes. So, so, so this miracle, this miracle of raising Lazarus from the dead, and, and so then before, before Jesus' death, he goes to Bethany. He goes to Bethany, and he goes to Lazarus' house. Lazarus, the one who's been raised from the dead. After three years now, now, now other people probably have raised people from the dead, but you know if you study the life of Jesus, there were times when people were looking for notable miracles. Right. This was a notable miracle. Yes. I mean, after one day, maybe somebody could say, well, he was in a coma. Uh -huh. You know, there is, there is, I don't know whether this is the truth or not, and so this is not gospel, but there is, there is a certain fish in, in the Caribbean that people say you can eat, and, and, and it has poison in it, and it will put you into a coma that will make you appear like you're dead. But with the right medicine or what have you, uh, a right antidote, you can come back to life. So, so after one day, maybe somebody will come back to life. But after three days, and even when you read the scripture, they said, he's already stinking. His body has already begun to decay. decay. So when Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth, that meant that, that in all of his creative power, everything that had begun to decay began to come back to life again. All of the particles and all of everything that made life real life came back into Lazarus' body. Mm -hmm. And Lazarus came out of that grave. Jesus said, loosen and let him go. Hallelujah. So this was a notable miracle. And the Sadducees who didn't believe in the resurrection of the dead, along with the Pharisees who just hated Jesus because he was upsetting their uncle cart, were angry about this. Mm -hmm. A signal, a signal 
that something very significant yes. is about to happen. Then here, at Mary, Martha, and Lazarus' house, we see Jesus anointed for his burial. Yeah. I know I'm skipping over a little bit of this, but if I preached at all, we would be here more than an hour. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So as he comes into the house, as it was the custom of faithful people in that time, they walked on dusty roads, the, uh, 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 the head of the house would have a servant come and wash their guest's feet. Mary comes and washes Jesus' feet with a very expensive fragranted oil. And then she takes her hair and she begins to wipe his feet. When you read that scripture, it shows you what true worship is. Yes. Oh God. Yes. True worship, hallelujah, gives the Lord that which costs you something. Mm. True worship mm -hmm. gives the Lord something that is expensive to you. Yes. That's why Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, yes. uh, be not conformed to this word. I beseech you therefore, brethren, yes. by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your spiritual worship. worship. Yes, sir. Present your body Ooh, as a living sacrifice. This is your spiritual act of worship. And then in an act of pure humility, humility. Yes. she takes her hair down yes. and she wipes Jesus' feet. Amen. She doesn't care what people think about her. Yeah. You see, the problem in the church is we care too much about what other people think. Oh, I remember those days. I remember the days when I was afraid to praise the Lord because I worried about what people thought about me. Uh -huh. I worry about if I dance in the presence of the Lord, what will these people think right, about right. me? I thought, you know, men don't show that much emotion in worship. It's usually the women that show emotion. And then there are churches today that don't believe that we should be emotional in worship. But I discovered that God is a God of my emotions as well. Hallelujah. When I come to worship, I bring all of me. Yeah. I bring my physical body. Yeah. I bring my emotions, glory to God. And I also discovered that if I can get excited about a football team, that I can't get anybody, glory to God, and then I can jump up and yell and shout when I think about the good yeah. of the Lord and the sacrifice that he made for me on Calvary. When I come to worship him, I can praise him. I can give him glory without regard to what people think about me. That's right, sir. Hallelujah. So I see Mary as she humbles herself, as she gets out of herself, as she forgets about everybody who is around her, and she humbly worships the Lord that she adores. That's good, sir. And she pours out this expensive ointment mm -hmm. and washes Jesus' feet and wipes them with her hair. Mm. And Jesus, let's forget about forget about Judas right here, because he's off base. We know what Judas is. Mm -hmm. He's already a thief. He's already been dipping in the money bag. Yes. He was a treasure, the Bible says. He's already, he's already using some of that money for himself. So he wanted to keep this. Keep he wanted to rebuke her for what she did. But Jesus says, and this is a signal, she is anointing me 
for my burial. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. She has anointed me for my burial. Mm. Glory to God. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. And if she's anointed him for his burial, that means that he's going to die. So we see in the scripture this theme of death. And we see the theme of resurrection in the scripture. Okay? It's all wrapped up in our Savior, in our Lord Jesus Christ. And, and this should speak comfort to every believer. Mm-hmm. Amen. As we trust in Jesus, there's no need for us to fear death. Amen. Mm-hmm. For in Christ, the resurrected Lord and Savior, resurrection is assured for every believer. Now, I know that in this time that a lot of people are walking in fear, and we keep encouraging people, walk in faith. Well, obey what you're told to obey, but walk in faith. There's no reason to walk around fearing that you're going to catch this virus and you're going to die. All right? It's a very real possibility. But for the believer, we don't fear death. Right. We don't fear death. Because we know that flesh and blood Mm -hmm. cannot inherit eternal life. Yeah. Jesus, as I both said, that Jesus has not been taking the sting out of death and the victory from the grave. Oh, yeah. So, for the person who has faith in Jesus Christ, this death, this scripture speaks to death, but it also speaks to resurrection. And and now, 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 death, when we begin to talk about death, there are two aspects of death that we need to talk about. Okay? This death, first of all, is a death to self to our own wills, to our own ways, to our own lifestyle. You can't give your life to Jesus, accept him as your Lord and your Savior, follow him while maintaining your own lifestyle. Mm. Oh God, we need to hear this in this day. Last Sunday, the Lord spoke to me and said that we will not leave just like we came into it in Jesus' name. And the Lord was dealing with me about how he is dealing with his body, the body of Christ, the followers of Jesus, the the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We can't say that we're following Jesus while we're maintaining our own lifestyle. It's an oxymoron. It's a contradiction in terms. When you come to Jesus, the old self dies. The old way of life dies. The old lifestyle dies. Paul said we should put to death put it to the members of our bodies put in this earth. Which means that we need to kill, we need to mortify the deeds of the flesh. This speaks to the church. It speaks to the people of the body of Christ today who believe they can be followers of Jesus Christ. They can be Christians and never change. Never change. Amen. 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 This is a signal that we need to change. The Lord is speaking to us that when we come to him, change is inevitable. Yes, the old flesh we may want to hold on to. But we understand that when we come to Jesus, change is inevitable. We may struggle in the flesh, but when we come to Jesus and submit to him, change is inevitable. We cannot continue to embrace our own lifestyle. And say that we're followers of Jesus Christ. Ooh, that's good. Now I'm just preaching Bible. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. I'm not preaching denomination. Mm-hmm. The problem in the world today is our denomination sometimes have watered down the gospel. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, "Be holy, for I am holy." Mm-hmm. It is not speaking to the Holiness Church or Pentecostal Church or 
um, by themselves. He's speaking to everybody who names the name of Jesus. And today, say to God, whether we like it or not, the government does not set the standard for the church of Jesus Christ. The government does not pass laws that sets the standard for the church of Jesus Christ. God has set his own standard. God has his own standard. It's in the word. And I don't care how you take scripture and twist scripture to satisfy you, the word of God stands. Jesus said, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Let him deny himself, herself. Deny himself, herself. Let that rest in your spirit, man. Yeah. Not only that, let me move on. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Not only that, it also speaks to the fact that, hallelujah, if we physically die, in Christ, as it is appointed to us, we will be raised to live eternally with him in heaven. This is what Jesus told his disciples in John chapter 14. He said, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be anxious about this, okay? Uh, uh, you believe in God? I'm speaking to some believer today. You're troubled, you know? It's, it wasn't just during this time of the coronavirus. Some people just fear dying. Where is your faith in the Lord? Where is your faith in the Lord? You know, some people fear losing, and I understand. Yeah, sure. This is human. This is human nature. But, but we have to hear God in these times. Jesus said, don't be troubled. Don't be anxious. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is speaking to us. Oh, yes, when our loved ones leave us, it's going to hurt. That's just natural. But if we mourn, we don't weep and mourn as people who have no hope because our hope is in Jesus Christ. We know we're going to see our loved ones again. Thank you. Amen. But you know what? Even if I don't see mom and dad again, I just want to see Jesus. How about that? Hallelujah. Yeah. I want to see Jesus. Hallelujah. When the angels cry holy, I want to cry holy too. When the 24 elders take their crowns out and bow down at his feet, I want to bow down and worship with him too. The byproduct of my loved ones going to be with the Lord is that one day I'll see them too. But we're going to die. We're going to die. That's no way to inherit eternal life. Amen. So I speak to you in your fearfulness today. Cast your cares on the Lord. Mm -hmm. Cast your cares on the Lord Jesus Christ. Trust him. Allow him to infuse his peace in your heart, in your life. Amen. If you die in the Lord, you already have a place in him, in heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Then this passage, this passage speaks um, to Again, this passage speaks to the death and the resurrection theme. Uh, even inserting the fact that there was a plot to kill Lazarus along with Jesus. Oh now, this is, this is interesting. Why Lazarus? Well, as I said before, Lazarus' death and resurrection gave credence to the power of Almighty God right. and to the power of Jesus Christ. The people saw Jesus as the promised Messiah. That's why they come and they, 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 they are hailing him as king. All right? 
uh, the people saw Jesus as the promised Messiah because of this great miracle. Amen. And many of the Jews, the scripture says, began to follow Jesus. The Sadducees, the scribes, they wanted them both dead. They wanted the evidence to be done away with. But what they didn't know was that their arms were too short to box with God. Hallelujah. I want to assure you today that whatever the devil has plotted against you, whatever the devil has planned against you, glory to God as you rest in God, amen, the devil cannot be successful. The devil cannot carry out his plans against you because his arms... Mm. If you want to say it like that, yeah, yeah. Are too short. The box with God. Come on, preacher. There was nothing they could do to stop what God had put into into effect. I read a scripture yesterday uh, from Isaiah chapter forty. It says, "Comfort ye, yes, comfort my people. Say, says your God, speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that our warfare is ended." That her iniquity is pardoned. Let the Lord speak to you today. Amen. For she has received from the Lord's hand double for all of her sins. Maybe the world is receiving double mm. for all of our sins. Mm. I mean, people are turning back to God now. Yes, people are calling on God now. People who did not pray. People who cussed and fussed and fought and fought against the church and talked about the church. Now they're asking for prayer. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Now they're praying all over the internet. Folk are saying, pray. Pray for me. Pray for the nurses. Pray for the doctors. A lot of these people have acted like God, like God did not exist. But now, but now. Ooh, Lord have mercy. And that is, that, I, I don't want us to take this as me throwing off on anybody. I thank God for what he's doing. Mm -hmm. I thank God for what's happening in the world around us. I thank God that there was a consciousness now that, that there was a sovereign ruler over heaven and earth. Amen. And there was a God, hallelujah, who has more power than any virus that the devil might inflict upon the people. Glory to God. I thank God for what's happening. My prayer is that when this is over, mm -hmm. these people that's been praying now yeah. will continue to pray. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. But the scripture goes on to say, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert out a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. Yeah. Every mountain and hill shall be brought low. Yeah. The crooked places shall be made straight. The rough places shall be made smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken this. I decree and declare in your life today, and over your life today, hallelujah, the scripture that says that every valley shall be exalted, glory to God, and every hill and mountain shall be brought low. There are some valleys, glory to God, and there are some people that have been walked over. There are some people that have been downtrodden in this world. They're going to be exalted. Mm. There are some mountains that have been made high. There are some people that have looked down on others and thought other people were nothing, and other people were coming to nothing. Now they're saying that the truckers and the grocery store workers a service, glory to God. They've been paying minimum wage to the grocery store workers. Now we see yeah. how valuable they are. My goodness. We play, we pay football players huge salaries. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. yes, sir. Monies that they can never spend in a lifetime. Mm -hmm. To run a ball up and down the field. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. And we hail them. And we wear their jerseys and we, we spend money to go to their games yep. and we buy their paraphernalia. Yep. Yes, and we get upset when they get cut from the team, glory to God. And we, we treat them like they're idols. Idol gods. Right. Lord, 
God. And we look down on people who have to clean the grocery stores and clean the, the, the airplanes and, and clean the bathrooms. Been in airports and going to bathrooms and see people just stand there cleaning and they have a little tip jar there and people walk in and walk out. And I've done it before, but I stopped doing it without leaving a tip and without saying thank you for what you're doing. Thank you. Because we tend to think that certain people are beneath us. But in this time, glory to God, every valley shall be exalted. And every mountain and hill shall be brought low. Glory to God, I thought about this the other day. I heard the saying, there's level ground at the foot of the cross. Let me tell you, in this coronavirus, there is level ground. Level ground. Oh, goodness. This virus is not discriminating. God is doing a work in this time. Let me finish this message. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I haven't even gotten to the end of the message. Hallelujah. I got a long way to go. Let me just skip over some stuff. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I told you, I didn't know how this was going to go. go I was just writing and hearing what the Lord was saying. So let me rush on. Uh, yeah. And so, so as we look at this, as we look at this, and we see another signal and message in this, as Jesus comes into Jerusalem, amen, this, this symbolized to the people uh, that to make this short, that the promised Messiah had come. Yeah. And, 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 and the things that they say, they reference prophetic scriptures. Yeah. They reference Zechariah. They reference the Psalms. And when they say, Hosanna, amen, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And even Jesus getting on the coat of that donkey, the baby donkey, of the young donkey, and riding into Jerusalem, symbolized the interest of the Messianic king. Well, you know, when I thought about this, you know, and I, and, and, and I looked at what we tend, we have a tendency to do. We have a tendency to expect what we want from God. Yeah. Even yeah. when we pray, yeah. we pray from the vantage point of what we want from God. And then we'll say, Lord, let your will be done. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we don't mean, Lord, let your will be done. We only mean it from the standpoint of, God, if you do what I want you to do, do. let your will be done. Ooh, preacher. We forget that there is a sovereign God who is the God of creation. Amen. That this world belongs to him. That every creature, everything in this world belongs to him. Goodness. So our, our prayer should always be, God, your will above my will. Not what I will, Lord, but your will be done. We need to stop seeing things from a personal, self-centered Self-interest perspective. Yeah. Even when we pray for this coronavirus to end, we need to pray it not from a self-centered, yeah. self-interest perspective. Not so we can go back to making money. Not so that we can go back to traveling. Not so that we can go back to living free and doing whatever we want to do. I thank God that they shut down the beaches. And I pray that some of you that have been going to the beaches until the fish bars on Sunday morning have tuned in to somebody's broadcast. <laughs> hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I pray, hallelujah, people now are beginning to come back to God and turn back to God. Stop seeing this world and stop praying from a self-centered, self-interest perspective. These people saw a king that they wanted. Mm -hmm. God had another idea in mind. Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh my Hidden in the cries of these calls for Hosanna was the iconic twist of immense proportion 
when the crowd shouted Hosanna, which means salvation now, salvation now. They were begging for something that was beyond what they anticipated. My goodness. Hallelujah. They did not anticipate spiritual salvation. Right. They did not anticipate a Savior who would not only save people who believed in Israel, but would save people throughout the world. When Jesus said, if all be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. So we see this, and we see these signals in the scripture. Last turning point, last signal I want to share with you. That, that's more in this. I'll just have to teach it later. When the Greeks came and said, we want to see Jesus, that was a signal. That was a signal for us. Because see, when the Greeks came, well, I say for us, I say for us a little bit, but spiritually, it's for everybody that wasn't Jewish. Okay. You see, when the Greeks came, this this this, this signal a shifting oh, in yeah. Jesus' ministry. Okay. Yes. Yeah, this signal a shifting, a change in Jesus' ministry. Because now it shows us what God's heart and God's desire was all along. Right. He came unto his own. His own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right. To become the sons of God. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the signal. Hallelujah. That Jesus' ministry, that Jesus' death, that his resurrection is for the entire world. Jesus is the Messiah, not simply for the Jews, but he is the Messiah for all who will come to him in faith. Meaning that in 2020, those of us who are not Jewish, born of Jewish family, born of Jewish lineage, we have access yes. to God through faith in Jesus Christ. Yes. Yes. Jesus, then, and this is really the last point, when they come, if you notice in the scripture, it talks about Jesus entering Jerusalem. If John never mentions that Jesus spoke, of course he spoke through his actions, but verbally, John does not mention that Jesus spoke. But when the Greeks came and said, we want to see Jesus, Philip and Andrew didn't know what to do, so they went to Jesus. Jesus never responds to that request for an interview. Okay. You see, these people want to interview Jesus. Jesus, this man had done this, 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 this wonderful miracle, raising Lazarus from the dead. Uh -huh. And they never experienced it. They wanted to interview him. But Jesus does not respond directly to them. Three things, and I'm done. He gives a kingdom perspective to all that's happening. Jesus says, he answers them, he answers them, and he says, the hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, most importantly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. An eternal perspective. Think about that. Think about Unless you die spiritually, you abide alone. But when you die spiritually, you allow the Lord to raise you up. And then you give life to so many people as you pass wow. through life. Think about it. Wow. While you're holding on to yourself, yeah. to your own will and your own way, 
You are abiding alone. Oh, you're encouraging people with you. You're influencing people to do the same thing you're doing. You're influencing people to follow the same thing that you've been following. But when you die for Christ yeah. and in Christ and he raises you, you bring so many people to light, oh, wow. so many people to knowledge, so many people to know Jesus. Hallelujah. He gives godly wisdom. Hallelujah. Yeah. Godly wisdom. And that's tied in this scripture. He who loves his life mm -hmm. will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it unto eternal life. So if you really want life, if you really want the essence of life, give your life to Jesus. Yes, Hate means reject your own way. The Lord is speaking. He's so speaking. In this time and this season, we're seeing that the way we've lived and the things we've done has not profited us very anyway spiritually. Some people have profited financially, but look at the stock market. Mm -hmm. Look at how people have lost. Mm -hmm. You lay up for yourself treasures on earth, mm -hmm. it can be destroyed. Yes. You put treasure in heaven, it can never be destroyed. Sometimes I look back over my life and this is no credit to me. I give all the credit to God. And I thank God for the number of people that I've led to Christ yes. and the number of people that I've baptized in the name of Jesus Christ in my lifetime yes. because I gave my life to Jesus a long time ago. Yeah. What can you do? What does God want to use you for? He's speaking to you. He's giving signals to you in this time that this is not about you. Lastly, he calls us who will hear and believe to follow him and be his servants. If anyone who serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. The Jewish culture, as many Eastern cultures, are shame and honor cultures. A lot of times we don't understand that in America. Even though we don't like to be put to shame, but we don't understand shame and honor culture. But for Jesus to say that, that if you follow, the Lord will honor. If you serve me and follow me, the Lord will honor you. Mm -hmm. He said the same thing to us. He wants to honor us. Mm -hmm. Above, in the midst of our shame and our disgrace, and all of us have done things that don't glorify God. But God is saying, if you come to me and follow me, I will honor you. I consider myself honored because in my life I've not done everything right. Matter of fact, I've done a lot of wrong things. But because I gave my life to Jesus and I trust the Lord Jesus Christ, God has honored me by allowing me to bless so many other people. God wants to honor you. But you have to serve him. You have to follow him. That's the greatest honor you can get. Oh, I see people who get who get plaques and awards by, by people in, in, in the towns and in the government. So that's wonderful. Thank you for the wonderful work you're doing. But make sure that the Lord is honoring you. You see, this is not about us. What we do is not about us. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And when God is glorified, that's when we should be happy. That when, yeah. That's when we should be clapping our hands. Yeah. That's when we should be giving glory. Yeah. When Jesus speaks, he gives divine signals. What is the Lord saying to you? What is the Lord saying to the body of Christ in this time in which we live? Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. 
It's Pray true. that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you, Lord. Never. But it accomplishes all that you desire. Always. You prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for sending your word today. Thank you for what your word is going to accomplish. Now, draw somebody. Yes, God. Draw somebody. Yes, Lord. I pray that a shift is taking place in someone's mind, mm. in someone's way of thinking, yes. that someone will give their life to you, yes, God. that someone will repent of their sins yes. and turn to you again. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast. Now today, if you've been listening and the, and the Spirit of the Lord spoke to you through this message, and I know that I went through the chapter, but the Lord spoke in several ways in this chapter. If you are not following Jesus, remember that Jesus said, if you follow me, if you serve me, you become my servant, my Father will honor you. Sometimes we don't know, or we didn't know, that we were living our lives from our own personal perspective, and we were not following the Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes we had our own ideas about what it was to be a Christian, but I pray today that the Lord has spoken to you. If the Lord has spoken to you, and you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to pray this prayer with you. And even for those persons who want to rededicate their lives to Jesus, I want to pray for you as well. So repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. I've actually lived my life for myself. But today you've spoken to me. Lord, I give my life to you. Come into my life. Come into my heart. My being. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead so that I could have everlasting life. Today, Lord Jesus, I want you to come into my life because I want to serve you and to live with you eternally. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. Thank you, Lord, for receiving me. Amen. The scripture says, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become his sons and daughters. If you receive Jesus today, he has given you that right to become his son and his daughter. He has received you as you have received him. What we would like for you to do is to write us. Go to our website, write us, and let us know that you receive Christ. Give us your information so we can have someone contact you, so we can contact you yes. and follow up with you and pray with you and help you in your walk with the Lord. Amen? And for those who rededicated your life to the Lord, I want you to pray with me. Lord Jesus, I rededicate my life to you today. I to live my life for myself, following my own will, following my own way. For Lord Jesus, you are creator God. You created me for your purposes. Forgive me for the way I've lived my life. Now, Lord, restore me to my walk of fellowship with you. Thank you, Father, for hearing and receiving me. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Bible says if we confess our sins, the Lord is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you've confessed your sin to the Lord today and asked him to forgive you, he's done that. Now walk in him. I'm reminded of that, of that woman with the, 
that was brought to Jesus caught in adultery. He didn't just, Jesus didn't just say to her, uh, condemn us, you know, let uh, him that's without sin cast the first stone. But after they dropped their stones and walked away, Jesus looked at the, at the woman and said, neither do I condemn you. Wow. He said to her, go yes. and sin no more. God. Let's not forget that we're man of the Lord. Walk with the Lord. Trust the Lord daily in your life. Reconnect with the body of Christ. Amen? Even write us. Write us and let us know that you dedicated your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're in an area where you don't know where church is, let us know that, and we will search for a church to send you to a pastor to connect you to. But in the meantime, we will stay connected with you through social media so we can help you grow in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Now, we're going to um, fellowship together in Holy Communion. We've asked our congregation uh, to prepare themselves for this morning to worship, and we want us now to get ready to partake of Holy Communion. On the night that Jesus was crucified, he took bread, he blessed it, he gave it to them, said, this is my body, which is given for you. Take it, eat all of it, as, as often as you do it. You do it in remembrance of me. Then he took the cup, which was filled with the fruit of the vine. And he said, this is the new covenant in my blood. Take this, drink all of it. As often as you do this, you proclaim my death and my suffering until I come again. We understand that these elements symbolize our Lord's body, which was given for us, and his blood, which was shed for us instituting the new covenant that we live under with God, and that we live in with God. So as we come together, we come together to partake of Holy Communion, remembering our Lord's suffering and our Lord's death and our Lord's resurrection. I'm going to pray now, and as I pray, not only do I consecrate these elements, but in every household, people who prepare themselves, I'm praying for you as well. So, Father, thank you now. Thank you for this opportunity to stand again in this holy place, to be reminded of your death, to be reminded of your suffering, to be reminded of the blood that you shed on Calvary for the remission of our sins. Thank you, Lord, for giving your body, for taking the nails in your hands, the nails in your feet, the sword the piercing in your side, the crown of thorns on your head, shedding your precious blood so that we could be forgiven of our sins and restored in our fellowship with the Lord. Surely you said in your word that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Life is in the blood. You gave your life for our lives. And because of our faith in you, now we have eternal Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you that not only did you die, but on the third day, God raised you from the dead. You live eternally. And in you now we have the first fruits of eternal life. Thank you for our eternal life in you. Thank you that death cannot harm this body, that the grave cannot hold us. Thank you, God. You've taken the sting out of death. Victory from the grave. 
Thank you. Thank you that we live eternally with you. Oh, bless these elements, elements of Holy Communion in every household. I bless and sanctify these elements. As the head of this house has prepared for their families today. As we partake in the sanctuary, we thank you for this opportunity. We yield ourselves afresh to you, remembering your death, your suffering, and your resurrection. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you would come now, one by one. as you do it, you do proclaim my death and suffering until I come again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And when they had eaten, they went out to the Mount of Olives. We can't go there, but we can remember who we are in this world. And as we go, proclaim the Lord's death and the Lord's suffering until he comes again. Thank you for tuning in today. We pray the Lord's blessings over your life. We pray divine protection as you go from day to day. We pray that the Lord will keep you until we all meet again. Thank you, Father, for your love, your grace, and your mercy that abides with us now and forevermore. Amen. Please don't forget, Tabernacle of Praise, 
tithes and offerings online. If you listen to this broadcast and you are blessed and you want to sow into this ministry, you can also do so on our webcast, I mean on our website. Don't forget our work in missions. Don't forget that the work continues. The need is still there. Thank you. God bless you. Amen.